Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. You weren't having fun yet? Anybody got room for more fun? Come on, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I love Jesus. And I'm not going to apologize for loving Jesus. I just want more of Jesus all the time. I just want to be undone by God. I want that to be my full-time pastime, just to be undone by God. How many people know that you can't overdose on the goodness of God? (laughs) My dad took my punchline, but but you have permission to try, amen? Come on, can I get an amen on that? That, that we have permission just to, to feed ourselves on his goodness and to keep on feeding. It's quiet in here. <laughs> we are excited about Jesus, right? We're, I'm in the right building. <laughs> that, that in the, uh, Bill Johnson always says, that in the natural, the more you eat, the fuller you become. But in the kingdom, the more you eat, the hungrier you become. And so we're just going to feast on the goodness of God together tonight. Does that sound okay to anyone? And, uh, you know, we've been thinking about this night, dreaming into this night uh, for, for a while. We, uh, we moved here three years ago with, uh, you know, several families and, uh, to, to plant this church. And, and we did a pre-launch year, and then so the church has been going just over two years, the official launch, and God's been doing a lot of phenomenal things. God, God just uh, touching lives and, and healing hearts and changing families, because that's what the gospel is, amen? Lives being changed in the name of Jesus. And that's what we all signed up for. Can I get an amen to that? You guys ate so much turkey, it's, you're still lagging from Thanksgiving. People are like, oh, I was going to raise my hand, but the moment passed me. No, come on, let's wake up a little bit. We're talking about the goodness of God, amen? And uh, so we've been dreaming about uh, this night. You know what? We just want to take a night and just give the whole night to just glorifying the goodness of God and just sharing his testimony. And, uh, and then we, we realized, you know what, this is Thanksgiving week. What an appropriate time just to do nothing but just give thanks to God for, for an entire night. Worship and then just testimony after testimony after testimony. So we're going to get into that, uh, but uh, people are going to come up here and share that aren't always used to uh, being on the microphone, but they just need some help from you. They use a little encouragement. I am used to being up here, and I still need the encouragement. So we just need to shake off the cobwebs or whatever and just get ready to just give God praise over and over and over again. Amen? All right. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I just want to uh, make a few, a few points on, on uh, the testimony uh, before we jump in and have people come up here, and, and uh, we're going to start with, with Dana. You're going to be up first. But the testimony is a powerful weapon in the hands of God's people. 
and in the mouths of, of God's people. And uh, testimony is, is it's three powerful things, and it's, it's even more than this, but three things I want to just highlight briefly, that testimony is worship. The testimony is communion. And the testimony is the essence of the gospel. Come on. I'm just going to encourage myself tonight. The testimony is worship. The testimony is communion. And the testimony is the essence of the gospel. Because we have a good father who's paid a big price to set us free. Okay, all right. Well, I'm still encouraged. <laughs> the testimony is a form of worship. Psalms 100 tells us to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. How many people know that praise, the only form of praise isn't instruments and singing? That's not the only form of praise. That's not the only form of worship. That everything that comes out of our mouth should be a form of praise. And, and there's a gift on uh, worshipers and musicians. But how many people know that some of us have that gift and some of us don't? <clears throat> Myself. But how many people know we all have the gift of the testimony? <laughs> And I might not be able to sing, but I can give God praise endlessly. I could talk about his goodness, and I can bring him praise over and over again. And the testimony does nothing if not draw up thanksgiving in the hearts of his saints. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. But the... The amazing thing about that promise is that the idea isn't, isn't just to get through the gates. That it's actually an invitation because once you're through the gates and you're into the courts, there's someone there waiting for you. The testimony is an invitation. <laughs> wow, I've, I just feel the presence of God on this. <laughs> the testimony is an invitation to encounter. Whoa, just... Eddie had us do it already, but just do it again for me. Put your hand on your heart and just, just say over yourself, I prepare myself for an encounter with the goodness of God in Jesus' name. The testimony is worship. The testimony is also communion. It's a form of communion. At the Last Supper, when Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks for it and he broke the bread and he said, he said, take this, this, this bread that is my body that's been given for you, take this in remembrance of me. Huh. Thank you, Jesus. And, and we know that the, that the bread is, uh, is wildly symbolic. And the, and the wine is powerful. But how many people know that the highest call of that moment wasn't to eat, but it was to remember? <laughs> and that the testimony calls us into remembrance. I'm just going to preach to Sandra tonight. <laughs> 
you're, you're happy. <laughs> that that it, it brings us into communion. Taste and see. When you hear about what God did for someone's daughter, when you hear about the person that was dying and they're no longer dying, when you hear about the person that couldn't conceive and now they've given birth to a beautiful, healthy baby, it reminds you, it reminds us of what the Lord has done. That's a good moment for an amen. I'm just saying, I'm just teaching right now. Like, that's a good moment just to go, you know what? Amen. All right. <laughs> it's worship. It's communion. It is a display of the gospel. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, the Bible tells us that wherever we go to preach in Matthew 10, but that word preach is really the word herald. It's not, it's not to teach as in theological arguments. And listen, there's a place for teaching. The Bible talks about that. But that word... Wherever we go, we're supposed to herald the gospel. What does that mean? It means just to shout and declare his goodness. <laughs> How many people know that when you declare his goodness, he comes? That wherever you go, Harold, and listen, we're trying to figure out how to convince people, how to put all the right arguments in the right order and, and memorize all the right scriptures, and we're trying to win people rationally. But he says, when you declare my goodness, I'll come. So my job is just to declare he's good, then once you have an encounter with God, you guys can work it out. <laughs> and if you have any questions, I will make myself available. <laughs> but I love it when God shows up and does more beautifully and more profoundly and more wonderfully what we were trying to do in our, in our pitiful efforts. We're called to herald the gospel. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read one verse to you. Is that all right? Just to make it legal. Mark, Mark chapter 5. I, I've shared several verses with you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read one. Mark chapter 5. It's, um, it's the, uh, the, the woman with the issue of blood. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> in Mark 5, starting in verse 24. Now listen, this, this, this story, this is recorded in three of the Gospels. And, uh, and, but I felt like God said to share it out of Mark 5. Not out of Matthew, uh, not, but out of Mark 5. And I thought, oh, okay. And I didn't think much of it. But then when I opened the Bible and I saw Mark 5, 5 is the number of grace. And I feel like God said share it out of Mark 5 because I'm marking people with grace. Starting in verse 24, so Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came before him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. 
Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched me? And you know, it goes on. It says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. But I think there's something interesting here. We all know this story. And the woman, she receives boldness. Somebody say boldness. Because when you're sick and you're actually ceremoniously unclean by biblical uh, uh, Jewish practice, that she's unclean. But she presses through the crowd to get to Jesus. How many people know that's boldness? That's also hunger. And she says to herself, if only I could touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. How many people know that's faith? Somebody say faith. <clears throat> but, I, but there's a key that we breezed over, and I'm not sure if you caught it. The start of verse 27 said this, when she heard about Jesus. When she heard about Jesus, she got boldness. When she heard about Jesus, her hunger stirred up. When she heard about Jesus, she was able to step into faith. But what had to happen for all those things to be released? She had to hear about Jesus. And guess what? She didn't just hear, she didn't just hear an intellectual debate. She heard about all the amazing, wonderful things that he had done and they had been doing and was currently doing, and she heard that and went, I have to touch the hem of his garment. Anyone want to hear about Jesus tonight? <clears throat> we love to preach the gospel around here, and in every miracle, listen, I, I do have to say this, Dana, you can start to make your way up here. Uh, the second microphone's there. <clears throat> Um, I do have to say this. The kingdom of heaven never has been and never will be about hype. I think I'll say that again. The kingdom never has been and never will be about hype. We don't need to hype up Jesus. It's about, it's, listen, it's about the reality of his nearness. It's about the reality of his goodness. <laughs> it's about the fact that he, he's chosen to step in to our reality, to pay the price to set us free. It's about the fact that he's a good father who's in a good mood, who's in the business of doing good things. That's a good moment for an amen, I'm just saying. <laughs> Listen, I love the testimony of Jesus, but it's not, it's not in the miracle itself that impresses me. And listen, when someone has metal disappear from their body, which you're going to hear some of those testimonies tonight, when people have cancer disappear from their body, look, that is impressive. But it's not the, it's not the testimony itself that, is, that, it, that impresses me. It's the fact that God loves his people enough that he chooses to step in and do the testimony to display his love. Somebody out loud say it's all about his love. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Anyone ready to hear about Jesus? All right, come on. 
If uh, this is Dana, why don't you just bless Dana? And we just want to encourage these people as they come up here. So uh, something actually happened for your mom a, a, a while back. So share that with us. Hi, fam. So a couple months ago, my mom visited our service one night. And um, just a brief backstory: um, she was radically healed here. And what I can only say is I stand here in awe where the doctors gave her a list of impossibilities of things that she would never be able to do. In one encounter with Jesus, he tore that list in a thousand blood-bought pieces. One, in one encounter. So the backstory to her healing, and I'll give the details of her miracle that night. Um, the last couple years have been very rough for her health-wise. She had an accident where she fell. She broke her shoulder and three ribs. One rib punctured her lung. She was admitted to ICU with acute respiratory failure. It created this snowball effect where one thing happened after the other. She was in ICU. She was the sickest person in the hospital. She, um, the, her lungs were filled with fluid. She ended up, um, the, her feeding tube raised one night. They weren't paying attention. It started pouring food into her lungs. They had to bag her to bring her back to life. She had double pneumonia. She, um, we, the doctors called us in and said that you're, you're probably going to lose her, so you need to prepare for that. So in that time when uh, she was dying, basically, in ICU, God said, I need you to get to Austin. Do you trust me with your mom? And I said, yes. So I knew my assignment was here, and I had to leave to get to Austin. And I, when I gave him my yes, I felt a total peace. So I got here and just continued to pray for her. She started to get better. Then she went, to, she went from a coma to a wheelchair to a walker to a cane twice. She had, once she got out of the hospital, she had to learn to walk again. So it's just been a long journey for her. So she got, uh, she got better enough to come visit finally two years later. You could see when she arrived at my apartment, which is on the third floor, she struggled to get up three flights of stairs. And she had her cane with her. It was just a, a difficult time, but she was determined to get here. So I was excited about church because I knew God was going to do something big. I could feel it. I could feel it. I knew that was her night. Come and on. And to the point where God was like, hey, kiddo, remember when I told you to trust me with your mom? Watch this. And I just, that was the kind of excitement that I had. So um, one by one, people from the core team just came and prayed for her, not knowing her story, identified and hit every single area from her bones to her blood to her organs because she had organ failure to her spine. She had another fall where her spine detached and she broke her pelvis. She broke her hip. I mean, just a series of different things happened. Prayer after prayer, she got hit. And one thing that really wrecked her life for the rest of her life was when Joaquin said, here's what I need you to do. And my mom was like, I'll do anything. What do I do? And he said, nothing. That broke every barrier in her from her body to her mind. Like it just dropped every control and she was just able to fully receive. She walked in here with a cane. She walked out without a cane. She was able... She was able to take deep breaths, which is like a gift. She had not been able to breathe. Her, her lung capacity was so much better. She zipped up three flights of stairs to my apartment that night after church. So I, I just left her this morning. I was there in Mississippi, and I drove in today, and she was just standing outside waving at me with no cane. 
and just so thankful. She knew I was going to be here. She Come says on. hello, and she cannot wait to get back here and be dancing up here. I love it. Everybody. I love it. I love it. Stay right there. Stay right there. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, in just a second, I'm going to have Dana pray a 10-second powerful prayer over you. If, if you have anything in your body uh, that resembles what she just shared, which was a lot of stuff from the sound of it, but we're just going to release waves of God tonight. Yeah. Is that okay? So uh, in just a second, I'm going to have her pray that. But I remember praying for her mom, and like she said, lots of people uh, prayed for her that night. But I remember praying for her, and she had all these, these things, and uh, uh, bone issues, and, and all these things, and wasn't supposed to be able to move like this, but I'm praying for her. She gets hit by God, and she bends over backwards, like such an unnatural way, and I'm like, oh my goodness, we broke her. But then she's, <laughs> she slings back up with a, a laugh like that, and a smile like, wow! And I was like, okay, this is good. God is... God has done something in her life. So put your hand on your body if uh, you need God to restore something in your body that lines up with that. Jesus, I thank you that by the finished work of the cross, that gives us blood-bought access to a finishing anointing to see our miracle come into fruition and completion. So I thank you for releasing fresh breath. I thank you that bones are being connected. I thank you that lungs are being revived. I thank you that organs are being restored and that you are completing what you have started and that you have begun a good work and you will be faithful to complete it in us. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So uh, this is Lori, and she's got a powerful story. Um, and Stephanie is involved in that story and in, uh, in being the one to pray for her. So they can both uh, share. You could share, Lori, and then you can add in any details, and then we'll have them release some more God on us. So what happened for you? So what did, what did Jesus do for you? you? It's so funny you brought up that story because I was a woman with an issue of blood. <laughs> I had oh, had wow. eight years of fibroid tumors, and they really weren't affecting life, but about four weeks into an elements class, they went reactive and um, I just started hemorrhaging. I came very close to having to have a transfusion. And um, a few days after that, I was here for another elements class. And um, God just directed my steps to Stephanie. And um, I told her my situation. And she says, I love to pray for uteruses. <laughs> <laughs> And so she prayed it on me, and um, just as vitality restored. And just the next day, I went outside, and I hoed this whole, um, you know, weeded out this whole uh, flower bed. And I just was like, life just came back, because I was depleted. And the doctor had wanted to do a hysterectomy, and I just said, no, that's not God's plan for me. And... I did have two more episodes of hemorrhaging and in the emergency room, and, um, you know, the doctor was very patient with me, but there was this, um, this day that was coming where he wanted to do an ultrasound, see how things were going, because uh, one of, I also had cysts, and one of them looked very uh, suspicious, and he's like, we're going to look at that, and if it changes, 
it's coming out. And um, I, I came up and Sand- I came up to the prayer line, and Sandra prayed for me. And I went back three days later. The person did the sonogram. She couldn't find anything. No cysts, no tumors, nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. No tumors. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And then just briefly, real quick, you had something happen at Bill Johnson night when he was here. I did, yeah. So um, nine years ago, I had a fusion in my neck. So there was a medal, and he said, if you have medal, stand up. And I really hadn't even thought to ask God for that. But I had medal, so I stood up. And over here somewhere, a little gal prayed for me, just so sweet. And I thought, okay. But then, like, full range of motion came back. Just... Oh, come on. <laughs> I think someone needs to stand up for that. That's incredible. Jesus, we give you praise. We give you praise, praise, praise. Anything about praying for her, ministering that you want to add on just real quick? No, I think it was just just the courage that she had. I, I don't remember if you, you remember, but there was a moment where you just stepped in and you said the Holy Spirit told asked me that you should pray for me. And I think it's just the courage we have to step forward. We're, we're surrounded by a community of believers. We're surrounded by people that believe in, in a higher power. And I think if you, if you have something you need healing for, you need to step out. Come on. Get rid of the shame. Get rid of the fear. Uh-huh. So you need to step out and you need to ask yeah. and surround yourself with believers who can pray with you. Lori, you told yeah. Stephanie, I think you're supposed to pray for me. Yeah. And you pulled on it. Yeah. Like, the, like you said, like the woman yeah. with the issue of blood, you pulled on that hem and Jesus touched you. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I want to have you pray. Release a powerful, uh, just ten-second prayer. If if that if if you have anything like that going on in your body, or you know someone who does, you can you can stand in for them. Just put your hand on your. Just stand up, even. Just put your hand on your body. If you want to stand up, that can be like you're pushing through the crowd. You don't have to, but I want to have her have her pray real quick. So go ahead, pray over these. Well, I just want to declare from God's throne and his heart over any of you women that have had any issues with that part of your body that God ordained to be a cradle of life, that I speak life and healing over every uterus in this room because it is God's will and design for you to be whole and healthy in every part of your life. So we tell each uterus here, you must bow and submit to the love of God, and that the power of God is going to course through every area of your body. That's it. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Bless Lori. Uh, Uh, Come on. Give her a hand. These people need encouragement. Jesus. Jesus needs to know that we're hungry. Stephanie wasn't just... um, uh, up here because she was part of that testimony. She also has her own testimony. And then after that, we're going to uh, play uh, Sarah's video um, from Oklahoma. But Stephanie has her own testimony to share. Yeah, so um, I was actually healed of celiac disease um, two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I had it for, I had it pretty much for 15 years, diagnosed 15 years. 
Um, I'd been in and out of the hospital since probably about sixth grade. Um, every time I'd go to the mall or a friend's house, I knew exactly where the restrooms were. Um, I had probably five colonoscopies by the time I was 24. Um, polyps removed. They didn't know if I had Crohn's disease. They didn't know if I had diverticulitis. I was too young to be labeled. Um, and so we just rested on celiacs. Um, about four years ago, I attended Bible college. If you need to attend Bible college, you should do it. Um, and I found out that there was healing that was available. Um, that's pretty hard, <laughs> considering 24 years of your life has been just in bondage. Um, and so if, for those of you that deal with any, any GI issues, um, it's pretty rough. And so um, I went to Bible college. Um, I was obsessed with healing. I just became obsessed with it. I joined the spirit-filled teacher that would go around. I, I was with him on Fridays. I'd pray for people, and we would just see all kinds of things happen. And then he would pray for me, and my friends would pray for me, and the community would pray for me because I knew that I needed to be around a bunch of believers that knew that I could get healed. Um, it's a big deal. <laughs> so um, in 2018, uh, we attended a healing class at Bethel Austin. And I was sitting on the front row, and this gentleman stood up, and it was our third week, and he began to tell us that he was trying to play tennis over the weekend and had tendonitis in his elbow, and he spoke to the pain, and the pain left. And I thought, well, I've done that before, but I'm going to do this again. I'm going to, this is interesting. And so he started playing tennis again and spoke to the pain again, and the pain left. And so he waited to tell us on the third night, third week, that he had actually been completely healed of tendonitis. And I took that story and I thought, there's something really specific about this as, you know, three years into healing um, and just being obsessed with it. I grabbed a hold of that and that night my kids wanted pizza. And I thought, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna try this, I'm gonna speak to that pain, I'm gonna tell it where to go. And I did and it came back and I don't know if it was a mimicking spirit, I don't know what it was, but since December of 2018, I have been completely pain-free. Come on, Jesus! Come on, Jesus! Come on! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If, uh, if, if, if you relate to that, if you need breakthrough or you know someone who needs breakthrough in that area, just stand up and put your hand on your body. Yeah. I'm just going to have Stephanie just release. Yeah. Any of you guys uh, dealing with this, there's no shame. There's no shame. So, yeah, God, I just release the power that you've given us through your death and resurrection, God. Come right on. now, I release the power, power of healing God. over every one of you, Come God. On. Every one of these friends of ours, God, as they continue to, to build together with community and believe together, God, we release this bondage over them right now. We release this power over them right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Come on, bless Stephanie for getting up here and sharing. So good. Anyone having fun yet? <laughs> Come on. We have uh, we have a few videos that we're gonna intersperse in here, and uh, we have 
some uh, friends who come down from Oklahoma every six weeks or so just to attend service because God is good. And uh, God's done uh, something incredible uh, for, for Sarah and her family as a result of what he's done for her and others. And uh, this testimony is one of those unfolding testimonies. There's so much to it. Um, she she sent an eight-minute video to us. They're not able to be here uh, this weekend, but they sent an eight-minute video that we had to cut down to three, but really it could have been 30 minutes to share it all. Um, but uh, we're going to play that, that video, Sarah from Oklahoma, and then we'll be back with some more testimonies. Hey, guys. My name is Sarah Kuchiquita. I live in Oklahoma with my husband and my children. And we've been very blessed to be able to come down to Bethel Austin and connect with you guys. So three years ago, I had um, just all of a sudden a disc that ruptured in my neck. And we're not even really sure how it happened. I'd been in a car accident a few years before that. And just one day I started having a lot of problems, a lot of pain, and found out that I had a ruptured disc in my neck. We were in the service and Pastor Joaquin brought forth a prophetic word before he brought the word to, to preach that night. And um, he was naming off specific things about me. And so he encouraged us after he spoke those words and after we prayed to raise our hand if we saw a 10% improvement, 20% improvement, and, and just kind of kept going up. So he got to 20%. I was like, oh, that's me. I'll raise my hand. Yay. You know, I'm feeling better. That's awesome. And and so we went through the service, and at the end of the service, um, the service was actually over, but people were still praying. And my husband and I had not met uh, Joaquin and his wife yet, and we really want to. We want to connect more with the church. And and so I asked my husband, I said, do you want to go meet Pastor Joaquin? And he said, yeah, we'll, we'll go over there. And so we walked over, and I wasn't thinking to go over there to pray, but that's what ended up happening. So as we're standing there talking to Pastor Joaquin, he kind of stopped me and he said, I want to hear your story, but can I pray for you? I said, yes, please pray for me. And so um, right there in that moment, um, the Lord just touched me. And, and when he touched me, it was such a special moment because I could feel the surrender, um, my, myself surrendering completely to the Lord. And as Joaquin was praying for me, he said, he just spoke specific things that God was doing. And it was like I could I could see it as he was telling me that he was peeling back layers of trauma and layers of injury that hurt that had caused the pain. Uh, it's probably about a week or so later, we went to the lake and normally three years before I would not be in the water trying to swim. I may just stick my feet in the water and just enjoy the sun. And, and so, but this time my seven year old and I, we went out in the water and we swam. Everybody else hung out on the beach because it, it actually was a little cooler that week. There was a six year old and four year old girl who kind of, gravitated toward us because I had a seven-year-old and they're playing together and the next thing I know the six-year-old girl she says hey can you help my sister with her feet and I look over and her sister's under the water and she's trying to swim up pull herself up but she can't and so I kind of dive toward her and I pull her out of the water I could not have done that two weeks before that I would not have been able to dive or even stroke like do this with my arms and I could I could do that and so it was so awesome to know in that moment that God just orchestrated that time to show me, look, you received what I have for you. And because of that, you can share what I've given you. And he literally allowed me to be in that moment and the divine destiny moment to reach and pull that child 
out of death, out of death's grip. She was drowning. Her parents were too far away to get her. Her six-year-old sister, there was no way that she could have helped her. She couldn't. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I love, I love Jesus. Have I mentioned that to you yet? I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Can we all just stand up for a moment? We're not done, but I just want to stand up. And uh, specifically, she was healed of, of uh, fibromyalgia, debilitating, uh, uh, loss of mobility, uh, all these things, joint issues, all those things. I'm going to pray for those right now. And we're going to keep on praying. We're not done. But I just really want to pray for a love encounter from the Father. Because that's what changes everything. Listen, healing doesn't happen by Rolodex. It's not like, oh, where's fibromyalgia in there? Like, oh, boom, there it is. Like, oh, where, where are we going next? No, it's the love of God. The love of God is the power of God. They're not separate and they're not different. They're one and the same. Where his love goes, everything changes. Just put your hand on your heart. Wow. Whoa. Thank you, Father. If we can just get someone on the keys even early, I just feel like God, just Holy Spirit, just wants to begin to move in the room in greater and greater ways. Father, we thank you for healing necks and spines and joints, Father, right now. We thank you for fibromyalgia and arthritis, Father, and every similar thing disappearing, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. But God, more than that, I pray that you would just begin to come over us, Father, over every hungry heart with your love, God, in Jesus, Jesus' holy and mighty name. Well, a carpal tunnel is being touched right now in Jesus' name. Vertebrae are being, I can feel it. Vertebrae, oh, thank you, Lord. Pop in Jesus' name. Vertebrae are being uh, restored right now, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Migraines are disappearing right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for that. We love your presence. Yeah, v Vanessa Everman. There you are. You're right there. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to go on. You can uh, sit down or lay down or roll around or whatever feels appropriate for you as the love of God just comes over you in ever-increasing ways. Is anyone out there still hungry for more? <laughs> this is... Uh, this is Vanessa Everman, her and her husband Jason run a lost and found ministry to the homeless of Austin. They're amazing. I think I just heard her telling Eddie that she's nervous. So can you give her some encouragement for being up here? Whoa! 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 Wow! Wow! You're not alone. <laughs> I need to leave space for your angels. Uh, go ahead, Eddie. Let's find out what Jesus has done for you. <laughs> Why is it Eddie holding the microphone like he's? <laughs> Just in case. 
Okay. Um, so. <laughs> September of um, 2019, last year, we went on a, a mission trip to New York um, with Bethel. Yeah, come on. And on that trip, all we did was street ministry, was healings, and we saw miracles, and it was beautiful. We get home from that trip at like three o'clock in the morning. Um, so we go to bed, we get out, we take the kids to school the next morning, and we get a phone call from my daughter's um, nurse at school and says she has really high fever. She's got stomach pain. I, pain. I think she's got appendicitis. I need you to come get her, take her to the doctor. Okay. So we go get her, and Jason takes her to the doctor, and the doctor says, I think her appendix has ruptured. You need to get her to the ER. I'm calling ahead. They're waiting for her. So, okay, you go into, you're, we're super tired because we just came off a really tiring trip. And, um, but at the same time, I knew exactly what was happening and what we needed to do. So I get in, in touch with all of our New York mission trip people. I'm like, hey, one last one. Like, let's do, pray for this. Um, and so we get her to the hospital, and they're doing the sonograms and the blood work. And she's in a lot of pain. She's got a really high fever. And, um, and it, they knew. They are like, okay, we're scheduling her for surgery, but it has to be first thing in the morning. you got to stay the night. Okay. Um, the doctor came back in to check on her. And in this whole time, um, we are just praying over her, just nonstop. Like, you know, this is not, we're, we're done here. Like, let's go home. The doctor comes back in, and Aliana, who's right over there, asked me not to point her out, but I'm pointing her out, um, is playing on, sitting up playing on her phone texting on her phone and the doctor's like what is she, what's going on why is she sitting up so she says lay down let me feel so she's pushing you know when they push in their stomach and she wasn't wincing there was no pain there was no the doctor's like hold on let me go check her her sonograms so she goes out and she comes back in and she said this child should not be sitting up this child should not be um, playing on her phone or anything she's she's her appendix is ruptured right um and so Aliana's like, there's no pain when you touch me. She had no fever. She had no pain. And so the doctor was just in disbelief. And she's like, I don't know what this is. And I'm like, well, we do. Like, the only thing you can chalk it up to, the doctor said, the only thing you can chalk it up to is this is a miracle. And we're like, yeah, it Come is. On. So she made us spend the night because she just thought it was a fluke and it was, she was going to get in pain again. And um, we spent the night. And that next day, Aliana walked out of that hospital. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Oh, wow. There's actually, I'm actually going to bring you back up at the end. I feel like you're supposed to lay hands on some people. We just, we need to, uh, we're going to keep going because we want to get through this. There's actually, there's actually a miracle anointing on you. I feel it right now. I want you to stay close because I'm going to have you lay hands on some people at the end. And God's going uh, God's going to release some breakouts. Drew and Marquita, you guys start to make your way up here. Listen, I feel like I'm supposed to remind you that already we've mentioned hysterectomies being canceled. Tumors disappearing. Metal dissolving. Fibromyalgia disappearing. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. How many people know that he sent forth his word and healed them? 
Listen, when we really begin to understand the nature of God, we don't have to wait for the end because God doesn't want to wait for the end. God isn't confined to the, the right moment, the right time, the ministry. No, God wants to do it right now. Whoa. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, women are having um, reproductive uh, restoration right now. <laughs> I could feel it happen in the room. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I mentioned already, but migraines are, are breaking off and not just lifting for the moment like never coming back in Jesus' name. Wow. These are, these are some people that we love. Hi. Oh, you have a testimony for us? <laughs> this, this is uh, a couple that we that we love here, and they, you'll recognize them from the worship team, um, community, but God's done something amazing, so who wants to start? Him? Okay, cool. Well, um, Drew and I were deciding that we wanted to start a family, and um, we went to our doctor, and they're like, you guys, if you're healthy, you know, you should conceive in the next six months, all the things. So we were like, okay, you know, and I'm, I'm the one with the apps and the things. Anyone, you know, we're family here, so I'm going to be really raw and real. You know, I'm doing the apps. I'm, I'm trying to check everything, making sure the timing and all that stuff. And we're going at it, you know, we're, we're consistent. Hard, hard, you know, hard, hard job, hard job for him, but, you know. And so nothing, nothing was happening. You know, six months passed and the doctor's like, okay, well, you know, we maybe need to go see a specialist. And um, I had gotten checked out and stuff, and they were like, oh, it's so good. But Drew didn't, and he was kind of a little apprehensive about it. And so when he went, they checked, and they said, okay, well, actually, there's an issue here. There's low sperm count. And he said, I can share this, so I'm just letting you guys know. <laughs> we're being raw and real because we're family, right? Um, he said there's low, spur low sperm count, um, the mobility, the morphology, which is like the shape of the sperm is off. And, it, and they said, it's not there. You're not going to be able to permeate the egg. You guys are going to have to get IVF. So he's trying to get like an appointment. I'm feeling so much discouragement at this point, guys. Like I just was feeling like I'm exhausted. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, can anyone, anyone else ever felt hopeless before? I was feeling hopeless in that moment and just kind of having a pity party, you know, and the breath of heaven conference was coming up. I'm plugging it right now, you guys. Come to the Breath of Heavens conference. Um, and so Eddie's Bible starts manifesting gold. Now, mind you, the first night I didn't want to go because I was still having a pity party. I'm like, I'm not going to go. So I'm like wrestling with the Lord. And he's like, you need to be there. You need to be there. And I'm like, I don't want to go. Anyone else wrestle with the Lord before? And yeah, come on. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go because I know I'm not going to win this. And I know I have, to, I have to submit because obedience is like my thing. And so I go, I show up. Drew eats some of the gold dust. I eat some of the gold dust. Separately. Separately. I, we I, had, we had like, no hey, clue. Let me see this gold dust. Yeah, we just taste it. And I'm like, okay, like, we're just, like, having fun. We're like, blah, I totally forgot about my pity party. That night, we go home. We get it on because we were feeling it. As one does <laughs> after eating gold dust. <laughs> and, uh, and we conceived that night, you guys. And literally, literally, he had just got an appointment like that week of the Breath of Heaven conference and he called back and was like, uh, so yeah, actually we don't need this appointment because we're pregnant. And they're like, uh, okay, congratulations. They didn't even know what to do, guys. They've never heard of anything like that. So 
We just want to thank God for what he's done for us because if there's anyone out there believing for a miracle in their body, like he's in the room right now and he's literally, he's making a way in those places. So, yeah. You know, this is so good. Um, just to add on to that, my wife and I, I don't know how many of you know, we have five daughters. My wife had two medical records saying she could not have children and I had one saying we could not, I could not have children. And we conceived on our wedding night. God is into life. And my wife and I have personally seen 17 couples actually get healed of this and be able to have children. And I know this can be a very personal thing, and sometimes it's hard for women to stand up, but if you're able and you, you are contending for a child, and you've been trying and have not had that happen yet, I want you to stand up right now. I'm going to have Drew and Marquita pray and... Yeah, men too. Like, this is not just the woman's deal. This is the, the unit, the family unit. So if there is someone that is trying to have children. Wow. And I'm just going to have Marquita and Drew pray over everyone right now. Wow. Wow. I actually feel like when I had released this earlier about the rainbow, I had asked a few people, and a few people saw colors waving through the room. And I believe that the promises of God are actually in the room for people right now. So this is actually your night. This is your night. Yeah, Father, I thank you that even right now you're breathing hope into hopeless places. God, I thank you that your breath of life is literally swirling inside. God, right now, I thank you that they can tangibly feel your presence right now, God. I speak healing. I speak life over their bodies, God. I just declare right now that they're going to dream again, that they're going to start dreaming of their children. They're going to start making plans together that they're literally going to imagine holding their baby in their arms God just even as a prophetic act I feel like some of you are supposed to hold your arms out as if you're holding a baby in your arms and God I just thank you that right now God you're they're just clinging to your promises they're clinging to your word God you are a faithful God and we just declare right now just an opening up and restoration to places God that need to be awakened yeah, and we bind pressure and anxiety and performance in the name of Jesus. That's no fun in the bedroom. And I, and I just, and I just want to release like, you know, a lot of times they they talk about you know speak you know the the barren womb, but the guy has issues at times too. And I just want to call out super sperm right now in the name of Jesus. And 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 I just declare over the guys in here that that they're gonna have. Uh, healthy, uh, good motility, good mobility, uh, stamina, all of that in the name of Jesus right now. And we most of all, that the process would be fun and enjoyable yes. in Jesus' name. Yes. Come like on, me. that's a testimony right like there. Me. Come on. <laughs> Come on, bless these guys. Come on and bless, and bless the Lord. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jesus. So good. I actually feel like uh, Eddie has uh, anointing for the miraculous to release. So 
is what we're going to do. We're going to go over a few minutes. We've got about 15 minutes left if you can hang, and then we're going we're gonna to pray for, for everyone. Um, so we want to we wanna do that. We're gonna, we have some more testimonies, but we're going to cut them short, which I hate to do, but we're just going to make them quick as we can. But we do have a couple of videos that are well worth watching. Uh, so uh, we're going to play that next video. And then we have a few more. So 15 minutes total. And then we're just going to pray for everyone who wants it. So, but let's pray that next, play that next video. All right. My name is Jeremy. Um, I am a patient care technician at a hospital down here in Austin, Texas. And I love Jesus. <laughs> What happened was I got called to a cardiac arrest, started compressions as we do normally, pumped the guy full of epinephrine and all the drugs, We've shocked him multiple times, and his heart rhythm was just no signs of life in it at all. This guy was in VFib for probably 20, 25 minutes. It's pretty typical after about 25, 30 minutes, we start giving up because it's just, I mean, when I'm doing compressions on somebody, I'm literally breaking their ribs they're already technically dead because they have no pulse, so we're shocking them multiple times. Once you've gone through 25, 30 minutes, it's just like, the thought is like, this guy's not coming back. I started praying under my breath because I just felt God was just like, you need to do something about this. And I started speaking life into him, commanding him to get up and started feeling the power of God just come down my arms. You know, it's like the scripture Jesus said, I, I perceived that virtue came out of me. I'm like, oh wow, I know what this feels like now. And so I'm doing CPR on him and power of God's flowing and all of a sudden his heart rhythm comes back on the monitor. It's like, oh wow, this guy is alive now. And God raised him from the dead and this just happened, oh my God. He hates death. I, I just really feel that so strong. It's like, it is not his intention for people to pass into death like that and I, I just had a, such a strong sense of the justice of God in that situation like he was so like no this is not okay uh, it's not his time to go um, you know show my glory in this situation I know here in the West in America they it's not typical that you're gonna get to put your hands on a dead person but get around as many sick people as you can and pray for them. Go after it because that's what, I feel like that's what's missing in our, in our culture is there's not a, a try in Christianity, but go after it and put that, let that be in your heart. Let that resonate, like go after the miracles of God, go after seeing his glory manifested and seeing his heart. It's like, wow, God can use anybody. <laughs> Come on, thank you, Aaron. Do we have to play that video again? Because I think he just told that he just prayed for someone and raised them from the dead. So, you know. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> we're gonna, uh, we got a little bit out of order, which is okay, but we're gonna just go ahead and play uh, the, the last video we have right now, and then we have uh, 
basically, a couple people are going to share 20 second version and then we're going to pray for everyone. So, roll that last video. My name is Jasmine. My story started back in 2013. I was playing Ultimate Frisbee uh, with the UT club team, actually, and I jumped and landed wrong. I rolled my knee and I did a number of injuries. I dislocated my knee, tore my PCL, LCL, everything in the posterior lateral corner, thinned my femoral artery and broke my tibial plateau. Over the next six months, I ended up having to have four surgeries, spent a lot of time on crutches and had to do uh, water physical therapy. I was finally, that happened in March and I was able to walk again in October. Uh, so it was a very long year and I ended all of those surgeries with one screw in my knee and being told that I would never be able to play frisbee again, that I would have to retrain my body on doing all kinds of things that I love to do like running and just playing any impact sports. My doctor recommended I swim or bike or other things that have no impact on the knee because he just told me it would never be the same. Uh, fast forward to this past April, uh, I was at a retreat with Bethel Austin and one night they started sharing testimonies of having metal removed from bodies. And that night, I'd heard those stories before, but that night in particular, it felt like that night was for me. That, in that moment, I was like, oh, I want that. That is, this is my moment. And so they asked if anyone had metal in their body and I raised my hand and I was like, I do. Like, I do, I have for a long time. And so they started to pray for me and they prayed just a quick prayer. It wasn't anything intricate or long or drawn out, but they said a quick prayer and then they asked if we could check it. And so I sat down on the floor and I poked around in my knee and I was like, okay, this is where the screw used to be. And I froze because it used to be a circle that I could rub around and feel and it would crackle and pop when I messed with it. But in this moment, it was just a line. And so they're like, okay, pray again. So they prayed again and they're like, check it one more time. And I reached down to feel it and there was just a dent in my knee where that screw used to be. Um, and over the course of that evening, I realized a lot of things were different. I was able to squat. My knee didn't hurt, I just had constant pain since 2013, it never really went away. Um, I had 12 scars and one of the scars on my knee actually is faded. It's very hard to see now and I know where to look for it. Um, and over the course of the next couple weeks, there were even more things that I was noticing were healed. And that was the moment I realized, beyond the screw being gone, beyond everything else that's happened, I'm healed, not just the screw being gone, but everything that came with that surgery and that injury is no longer part of my life, and I can be free and do all the things I want. Come on, Jesus! Come on, Jesus! Come on, Jesus! Come on, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So good. Come on, Sandra, come on. No, we, uh, again, I... <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Happy Jesus is in the room. <laughs> One of the hardest things for me ever to do is to cut a testimony short. Um, but uh, 
so that we can let you out. And I know people have children back in the children's church. We just ask you to just do the 20-second version, which I know is painful, but just what God did for you in the 20-second version. So we start down here with Fred. So I had my vitreous and my eye detached, and overnight it got healed. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's the five-second version. That's another miracle all by itself. Well done. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. So, so good. I was severely allergic to pork for decades and had been prayed for probably hundreds of times, had prayed for food allergies and seen other people be healed almost as many times. And when I got to Bethel one night, Ben said, was talking about our our anointing for food allergies and he had to stand up if we had a food allergy and then he said now to the level of faith that you have tested out and when he said faith I felt something rise up inside of me and I want you to know I am completely liberated and can eat all the ribs and bacon and everything else I want come on that's a that's a Texas miracle right there. All the ri- all the ribs you can eat. Thank you, Jesus. Um, okay, so God loves healing uh, miracles, but He loves miracles in every area of That's our life. That's right. Right. So um, my husband and I have been trying to sell our house for 18 months in San Antonio. It wouldn't sell. We came to launch weekend. Stephanie Giddens prayed for us. It sold three days later. Then um, we were living here with my parents, and we were two weeks away from closing on our home, and Ed lost his job, so we weren't going to be able to close. But And at the same time, the Lord asked us to write a significantly large check and give it away. It was really scary. Uh, we didn't know where to, but we logged onto the Bethel community page that same day, and there was a GoFundMe from a community member that needed that exact amount. So we gave in faith. Then Georgian Banoff came and said, if you're believing for a home, give $1,000. So we gave in faith again. Um, That night in worship, um, somebody contacted my husband, a colleague, and said, I will write you an offer letter for whatever the number needs to be for you to be able to close on your house. It'll be a temporary job until you can get your job, but it'll allow you to close. So we were able to close. Also in that two-week time, a lawsuit that had been um, held up for years and no end in sight, it suddenly settled, and we got the down payment for our house. One more. Then, two weeks later, Ed got a job that paid double his old salary. Come on! Come on! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! Listen, if you need breakthrough in your body or your life, your finances, I just want you to stand to your feet tonight. You need God to do something in your, in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, if we can get the keys or the guitar or whatever is available. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> just, um, we've heard so many testimonies of the nature of God. What I love about the testimony is it doesn't first point to the miracle itself, it points to his nature. 
So you can hear you can hear a testimony of a knee being healed. But if you if you if you just look at it as a testimony of a knee, then that means God can heal more knees. But if you look at it as a testimony of his nature, then you can hear a testimony of a knee being healed and metal can disappear from your back. You can hear a testimony of a back being healed and your bank account can be healed. You can hear a testimony of a bank account being healed and your marriage can be healed. Why? Because that's the nature of our king. <laughs> and he inhabits our praise. Come on, can you just turn your heart to Jesus and just tell him that you love him? Just tell him that you love him right now. Just, oh, just tell him that he's, that he's good. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa, yeah, there it is. Come on, that's it. Just tell him that you love him. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If you got, if you need God to do a miracle in your body, in your heart, in your finances, it doesn't matter. If you need God to do a miracle, just put your hand up right now. Now listen, before, we're going to have you pray for each other. Now if you're doing social distancing, you just, you'll just need to put your hand down and just pull on the hem of his garment. Because Jesus knows. He knows. He's not bound by distance. But if you have your hand up, we're going to have you pray for each other. Now listen. God doesn't need a lot of time. Sometimes we overpray the miracle. Sometimes we pray two minutes and God did it in 10 seconds. So we're just going to give God the 10 seconds. I'm going to have you lay hands on each other and you're just going to release the grace of God. Have we, re have we been marked by grace tonight? You're going to release the grace of God and there's only a couple of rules for this time. And rule number one is you're not allowed to pray hard. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Because it's his goodness, it's his presence, it's his nature, it's his kindness, it's his anointing. We just get to partner with it and release it by faith. And rule number two is that you have to have fun. I don't think you heard me. Rule number two is you have to have fun. Because in his presence is fullness of joy. Thank you, Jesus. So you're not allowed to pray hard, and you have to have fun. So again, if you need a breakthrough in your body, put your hand up. Now here is a key. If you're next to somebody else and they also have their hands up, just take turns praying for each other. Two 10-second prayers. Because oftentimes releasing God's grace in the midst of our own need brings us closer to our own breakthrough. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. All right, so you're going to pray for each other. Find somebody with their hand up. Now listen, we don't need the backstory. The whole thing is only going to take 10 seconds. Just point to what part of your body you need breakthrough in. They don't even need to know the details, just the part of your body. Or if it's finances, just simply say finances. If it's relationship, say relationship. I heard someone say everything. Listen, if it's an overhaul, just say overhaul. God can do it all. Okay, right now, put your hand up if you need prayer. Find someone who's got their hand up, and I'm going to pray, and then you're going to pray 
Now listen, I feel like I'm supposed to remind you again, you have to have fun. Somebody say fun. Somebody say fun. Somebody say fun. You have to have fun. Because <laughs> if you're not having fun, that means you took his yoke upon yourself. <laughs> you took the yoke of responsibility that belongs to him. But his yoke is easy. So, Father, I thank you for breakthrough being released to the room right now in Jesus' name. Whoa. Breakthrough being released over ears. I command deaf ears to pop open right now. Tonight is to disappear in Jesus' name. Uh, restricted Restriction in the neck to jump off in Jesus' name. I thank you for neuropathy disappearing in Jesus' name. I thank you for a dislocated jaws being reset in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> Elizabeth, just rattle off. Just quick, quick, quick. Eddie, you got any? Just rat as quick as you can say them. Uh, I feel like the Lord's healing um, tendonitis right now. I also heard carpal tunnel. If you have carpal tunnel, just begin to put your hands up and just go like this. And I feel like he's just going to begin to fall on your hands. Um, I also heard meniscus. I feel like there's someone with a torn meniscus. He's healing it right now. I also felt like there's someone with um, asthmatic symptoms. God's going to heal your asthma right now. Yeah. Oh. Um, I also saw uh, cystic fibrosis. Cystic fibrosis, if that's you, just receive it right now. I also saw something with like headaches that have been making you vomit. We just say that leaves right now by the authority of Jesus. Also speak to all cysts. We command them to melt in Jesus' name. Fibromyalgia. I see blood blood disease, just blood disease, any type of blood disease, bone marrow, issues with your bone marrow. And this one just, I heard this screaming during worship, COVID. COVID right now is just broken and Come there's on. a seal over this Thank place you, Jesus. that it cannot penetrate. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Rotator cuff, be healed right now in Jesus' name. Again, I know I've mentioned it Two or three times already, migraines break right now in Jesus' name. If you're still praying for someone, I just want you to put your hand on the part of their body that they need healing. The kingdom of heaven is not eat or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Psalms 2, he who sits in the heavens laughs. I want you just to put your hand back on it, and I want you to laugh. I want you to laugh over it for five seconds right now. Go back to the person if you need to. Put your hand on their shoulder, on their back, whatever. And I want you just to laugh over it right now for five seconds in Jesus' name. Ha, 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 in Jesus' name. We release breakthrough right now in Jesus. No, no, you're not laughing. God thinks the plans of the enemy are funny. Ha 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 We break you in Jesus' name. We break your authority in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Migraines, we break your authority in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
Yeah, I saw the Lord uh, just going down to the arches of people's feet when they walk. If there's pain in the arches of your feet, saw arch reconstruction actually. Um, and then uh, heart failure as well. Um, if there's been any heart failure in your family, um, if you've experienced that, if you've gone through a, a bypass, if you've gotten any stents, anything like that, I, I saw the angels actually coming and bringing paddles and putting them on your chest and just shocking you with, with a heavenly shock um, to restore um, the, the, the weakness of the heart. And so the heart is strengthening in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, and stents are reforming, and valves are reforming in Jesus' name. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. All right, here's what I want you to do. I want you, everyone, look up here. Everyone, look up here. Look up here. If I have your attention, I want you to say, I love Jesus. <laughs> All right. Listen, we just prayed by faith. We just prayed by faith. Now what I want you to do is I want you, shh. I want you to check your body by faith. That means you're looking not for what God hasn't done. You're looking for what God has done. And I've got good news for you. Even 2% is a testimony. Because what God starts, he likes to finish. So if it's 2% better, don't say to yourself, oh, God hasn't done it. Say to yourself, oh, goody, he started it. Because what we give thanks for in the kingdom increases. So even 2% is a testimony. So right now, I want you to check your body by faith, and that means you probably need to move. It means you need to bend and check your back or swing your arm, check your rotator cuff, bend over, do some cartwheels, do some push-ups, a handstand, lift your, your wife up over your head. I don't know. Do something to check your body right now. Jump up and down, squat, leapfrog, bend. You're looking for what God has done. And what we give him thanks for increases. So we're about to have an opportunity to give God thanks and watch him increase it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Whew. I can feel the neck along the side of the neck. It's, it's been chronicle. It just got released as you were checking. All right. Bring it down a little bit, team. Okay, let me have your attention up here one more time. If, you, if I have your attention, say, I still love Jesus. All right, you just, you just checked your body by faith, looking for what God has done and what he started. Now listen, if God has started something tonight at any point, it doesn't have to be right now in the last five minutes, and even when we were hearing the testimonies during worship, as God has, if God has brought some level of breakthrough to your body tonight, I just want you to put a hand up. Even if it's 2%, 5%, 10%, 50%, 80%, let's get the lights up a little bit. Turn the lights up a little. Come on, put it up and just start to wave your hand like this. Come on, wave your hand if God brought some breakthrough. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. God, keep waving. This is important. Put your hand up and keep waving. Now keep it up. Keep waving. This is important. We're getting, This is a praise offering to God right now. I want you to look around. Come on. 
If God has brought 10% breakthrough or more, keep waving. 10%. If he's brought 15% or more, keep waving. 20% or more, keep waving. 30%, 40%, keep waving. 50% or more, keep waving. Come on. 60% or more, keep waving. Come on. 70%, 80% or more, keep waving. 90%, keep waving. Keep waving. Come on, 90% or more, 100% breakthrough. Keep, just wave at us. Just wave like this. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now listen, give your arm a rest real quick. Do this if you had it up. Now if, you're in the, if you were in the neighborhood of 90% or more, now listen, we just learned about the power of the testimony. Don't hold back from God what he's done. And what he started, he, he will finish, right? But we want to give God praise. This is a form of worship, and then we'll be done. But 90% or more in that neighborhood, if it feels like God's done that, put your hand back up. <clears throat> Come on, back up and just shake at me. Wait, Listen, I'm just going to point at you and just shout out what part of your body God has touched tonight, okay? What part of your body? We'll start right down here. The Achilles tendon on both of them. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, yes. Your leg. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Who else had their hand? Yes, right here. Yes, ma'am. Your hip. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, ma'am. Right. Your ankle and your back. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, sir. Right here in the beanie. Your ankle and your feet are on fire right now. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. The lady in the blue top in the back. Your neck. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. The gentleman in the back of the black coat. What was it? Your face. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Chris, can you go back and find out some details on that one? Anyone through here? Yes, jumping up and down. Are you ready to share? Are you jumping to share? You're back. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Jumping up and down just to prove it. Anyone through here? 90, yes, sir, right here. Your anxiety. Come on. Mental anxiety. Your heart feels lighter. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We got two hands next to each other. Start with her. Ladies first. You're your knee. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Your back. Come on. These are all people who are saying already, already 90% better or more. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Any more over here? Uh, thank you, Jesus. Anyone else over here? I don't want to miss anyone. You got your hand up. Listen, what we give thanks for in the kingdom increases. Yeah. Can we end by just giving Jesus a great big shout of praise tonight? Can we do that? A great big shout of praise. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Now, here's what I know. Here's what I know. God has done some powerful internal things that people are going to have to go and get checked. I've just been hearing it all night. God's canceling hysterectomies. We heard that testimony. God is doing some powerful internal things. Please let us know if God does a testimony. In fact, I want to end by drawing your attention to we have, we have um, uh, a place for you to go to share your testimonies on our website. Um, 
BethelATX.com forward slash good news. BethelATX.com forward slash good news. We just learned about the power of the testimony tonight. If, you, if God's done something for you at any point of being part of your journey with Bethel Austin, he's done it tonight or he does it next week or next month or next year, go to this, go, to, go here and send us your testimony. We would love that. Listen, put your hand on your heart. I'm going to pray. But, and those who need to go, you can go. But I want to have Vanessa come back up here. The, the lady with the miracle testimony. Anyone who's got metal in their body, anyone who's got a debilitating or chronic condition, and you want to stay around for another moment, no, no, just stay down here. She's got an angel that came up on stage with her. And I want to have her pray for some people. So if that's you, when we break, you could just come up to the front. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Just put your hand on your heart. I know this, I know this went long tonight, but here's my heart's desire. Here's my heart's desire. That tonight... It would, something would be birthed tonight that would increase our capacity to carry the miraculous, which is the display of the love of the Father, that it would increase our capacity. That doesn't mean you instantly need to become the next Benny Hinn or Smith Wigglesworth, or, but something comes upon you that increases your awareness, your connection to your affinity for the miraculous of God. And in our midst, the miraculous increases anymore. How many people are hungry for that? To display his nature. I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you, God. I ask for an anointing. Ugh. Just to come and rest. Now listen, we're going to stay and mess around. The team's going to pray. I feel like there's a miracle anointing. Like, we're praying for healing, but a miracle anointing. Eddie had gold dust manifest from his Bible, oil uh, leaking his daughter in Hawaii, in YWAM Hawaii. His daughter just started having oil manifest from her body. God, I feel like there's actually a miracle realm anointing to be released too. But after I pray, you're released to go. But if you want to stay and play some more, the water's just getting warmer. But Father, I thank you for this anointing. I thank you for grace, marked by grace, not by our works, not that our efforts increase. Your grace for the miraculous and the display of the Father's love would increase upon us in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.